Are you ready to create a life you crave? Let's spin that doom loop of negativity into an upward success cycle and start living lucky. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Jana. I'm Jason. And we are living lucky. I'm so excited, Jason. I heard this speaker named Robert Allen. I and know he that motivated name. me so much. I was like, I have to buy his book. I've got to buy his book. And the minute that I thought, wait a minute, before I buy this, I'm just going to go into Jason's closet. And I'm going to check his bookshelf just to see if he's got it. And guess what? Did I have it? It took me less than five seconds. It was boom, right there, third shelf, right in the middle. Thank you now for tell that. Me, tell me, Robert me Allen. Money. Tell me who Robert Allen is because that name is really ringing a bell. First of all, he's a real estate guru. He actually was the one who mentored... Robert Kiyosaki. Really? Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. And some of his stories are just, I mean, he's 75 years old. I was going to say he can't be some young whippersnapper. No, he's not a whippersnapper. (laughs) He's not a whippersnapper. And if I just saw him on the street, I would, I mean, I hate to say this out loud. In fact, I don't even know if I should admit this on the podcast, but I'm going to admit it to you. And whoever's listening, you're going to say, oh my gosh, Jana might have some biases, but I'm human. If I just met him on the street, I might go, oh, he may be a little old fashioned. However, you start talking to him and he is so wise. He's so wise. Well, and there's someone, something connected about him. He's very yeah. spiritual. And someone that age has got to know like the real estate markets because he has been around the block, so, so to speak. So that's how he made his the name for himself is back when he was like 24. First of all, when he graduated from, I think it was business school, He was the one person from his business class. I think he got his MBA. And he was the one person from his business class that could not get a job. And he literally applied to General Mills, General Motors, all the generals, like all the big general companies. He should have tried the majors and the corporals. (laughs) That was was witty. That was good. You know what? I'm going to use that if I ever meet him. Anyway, he got he got rejected after rejection after rejection letter. In fact, he at one point he had thirty rejection letters. And he oh had my them gosh! All laid out on his bed, and he put them all into a book. And then he held up this book while he was speaking, and he said, "This is the most important book of my entire life. It's my book of failures." And nice. for me, it just reminded me of my TEDx speech, Radical Gratitude, because sometimes we need to hit those rock bottoms in life because that that's what fuels us. That's what fuels us. The difference is how we perceive those moments. And some yeah. people, some people can say... You know, those moments come and we have a choice. 
We have a choice as to whether or not we're going to let those moments knock us down and, and lay us flat, or we have those moments where we can say, you know what, this is where we find out what we're made of. Yeah, they can flatten you out or fuel you forward. It's a choice point. I it love it. It's a choice point. And it's a point where, like, I look back in my life and I don't even like to call them failures. I like to call them feedback moments because they're the moments where you literally, I mean, there's times where I was at such a rock bottom that you think, oh my gosh, well, now. I've got nothing to lose, right? I've got nothing to lose. That's a dangerous spot, right? I mean, it's it's like I might as well go all in because I've got nothing to lose. And, and that was the point where you and I looked at each other and said, we were meant to be extraordinary. And we're going to so make let's extraordinary decide, Yeah. Let's decide to be extraordinary. Yeah. And, and there's the something- we're going to be extraordinary and make extraordinary decisions. And one thing that I learned from Robert Allen, the word decide comes from the word homicide, which I think you've actually told this to me before in the past too, Jason. But yep. just hearing it from him this weekend, it refreshed my memory. And the word homicide means to kill all other options. Yeah. That's what decide, I mean or side, the word side is to kill and decide means to kill all other options. So you go all in. This is where I'm going. I'm going in this direction. Yes. I love and I it. know I know this goes right along with everything that you learned this past weekend in choosing your path, choosing the stories we tell ourselves, choosing our identity. We have choices in life. We have choices. And yes, sometimes our circumstances don't work in our the way we wanted them to. Right. It doesn't. Sometimes you get punched in the face and you feel the sting. You, you, you step in crap and all you can smell is the crap. All you see is the crap. But it's you, you get a choice then. You have another choice point. You don't change where you're going if you've decided. If you know your purpose, if you're aligned, you just, you just pivot a little bit and you just get over through and around that obstacle. Because we all can adapt and adjust. And really, in those moments, it all has to do with the questions we ask ourselves. Are we asking ourselves the empowering questions? Or are we asking ourselves the disempowering questions? And when he held up that book and said, this is the most important book of my life, it's my book of failures. And he goes, I cherish it with every ounce in my body. And he, I mean, he's literally had it since he was 24 years old. And now he's 75. He's one of the wealthiest real estate mentors in the world. He's mentored some of the best real estate people in the world. He's a legend, a tycoon. Yes, and, and where he really, really made it was once he got all those rejections, he decided, well, you know, I have to make 
I have to make something of myself because all of these companies said, you can't do this. So I'm going to prove to them that I can. So he decided that real estate was where it's going to have to be. And he actually was challenged to go to a city, any city, and for $100, see if he could buy a property with $100 um, and make money on it. I think there were some other stipulations to that. But anyway, he started doing that and he actually went to San Francisco was the city that he ended up going to and the media started getting involved. So then he's like, oh my gosh, my reputation is on the line and all of these companies that have rejected me and wouldn't hire me are all watching and here I have now declared publicly that I can go to any city in the world and for $100, I can buy a property and flip it, make money on it. And he not only ended up buying seven properties in that 24 hours, but he ended up giving $20 back. Oh, wow. He turned into the San Francisco kid. And he ended up in the, the front page of all of the newspapers. And with those seven properties, the amount of money he made was, I, I don't even want to give you the statistics because I don't want to get it incorrect, but it was pretty incredible with the amount of money he made with just $80 in 24 hours. That's crazy. I love right? it. Right? And it's mindset. So he he said, I, this is what I'm going to do. And he went and did it. And he just acted on it. He did. And he had to think differently. I mean, he had to think differently. He said the first, you know, I, I forget how many hours, but I mean, there were a few, a few things he did that you would think, oh, I don't know if that's quite ethical. Uh, one thing he did was he went and started making phone calls in a really swanky hotel lobby so that when he would call people, he would say, I'm here at the Hyatt Hotel, but he wasn't really staying at the but Hyatt Hotel, there. but he was in the hotel lobby. Yeah. He was like in the... The payphone in the hotel lobby, make him phone calls. So then, you know, he would leave messages and it, it, that was the phone that they could call him back on. So that was one thing. It gave him credibility. And then another thing is, you know, that he only had $100, so he had to make that last and he needed a place to stay the night. So he ended up having to stay in the red light district. So he had to walk like four blocks down the street and he ended up staying in a really, really shady area. But he had some visual entertainment. He didn't, he didn't have a wallet or, you know, so like when you don't have that, when you only have a hundred dollars, you don't need anything to keep it in. (laughs) And so he said that was a little scary. Um, He ended up staying in a hotel that was $35 a night. (laughs) I love it. And then um, when he did find a property, he then he found a like a foreclosed property. That was the first thing he found. And then he had to start making negotiations with people on how he could buy it with no money down. 
So then he had to start buying people and saying, hey, I've got this great property. Um, and then would you be willing to buy it or be my partner or invest with me? So that's how he he got so he his money. Kind of brokered the deal. Using other people's money and yeah. getting buyers before he even owned it. Owned it. Yeah. Well, so it worked for him. And that's so let me just say this because this is one of the things that I the benefits of being married to you. And mm -hmm. what I didn't even realize for so so long was when we travel together, when we do things together, is I have this new profound way of thinking and different way of thinking about life in general because of all the things that we do on a regular basis, just on a daily basis, because we, we, do, we do everything. Which is out of survival. Like it's just normal for us. I, I yeah. mean, think of our dancing as just an example. I look at our, our dancing video and I think, wow, you know, we really think outside the box. The way we were doing even the waltz and the way we have been, there's one point where we literally do the swing where we're literally doing the jitterbug swing where we're kind of intertwined <laughs> with each other. And I'm sitting in my wheelchair. You're practically doing a backbend. And I'm thinking, wow, we look like pretzels and I've never seen anything like this. It's almost impressive just watching it. And I think, wow, that is just, I've never seen anything like that before. And you're right, Jason. We think differently because we have to. But for us, that has just become our normal way of living. It's our way of living, but we help people do that on a regular basis when we work with people because we've climbed to the top of the Acropolis. We've gone on safaris in Africa. We've traveled in other countries. You've, you just got back from two weeks in Costa Rica by yourself. I mean, these are things that we do on a regular basis where we, we travel in places that are completely not accessible for wheelchair travel, but we make it accessible because just like when they told him he can't and he said i it, don't tell me i can't do something because i will do it and i'll take pictures and show you and i'm going to be powerful in how i do it and this is so many times we tell ourselves stories of why we can't do something and we limit ourselves we fight for our own limitations and that's i think it's so powerful that he is created this career and I love that it's a it's a motivation for people and it also creates this income for people but it's a it's just a beautiful story of that radical gratitude and yeah no he resonated with me so deeply and he yeah. also has this spirituality to him that for me really really captured me in that at one point in one of his speeches, he said, don't you think there's a higher power that knows where all of the great deals are? Oh, and don't it. you think when you get connected with that higher power, they're going to lead you to exactly where you need to be? And I'm like, he's living lucky. He's totally living lucky. <laughs> he's speaking my language. He is. He is speaking my language. So yes, I I felt like 
I I actually felt by being at this summit and hearing him speak, I was exactly where I needed to be because I have a couple speeches to write and it felt to me like, yes, my book of failures, my radical gratitude, Thanksgiving is this week and sometimes it's just a good reminder to know that it's all about the way we frame it in our head. Yeah. Sometimes the lucky ones are the ones that have faced adversity because we know that it's an advantage. We know that it has trained us for perseverance and resilience. And I know, looking back at everything that I've done in my past, that I don't give up. I don't give up. And so success is inevitable because I don't quit. Right. And when you hit that choice point, look for the sun. Thanks for joining us. And happy Thanksgiving. Keep living lucky. Bye-bye. If the idea of living lucky appeals to you, visit us at startlivinglucky.com.